Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today. This is Kevin Brooker. Welcome to Cruising Through Retirement. You know, there's no question that life can be stressful at times. Managing it. So on today's show, we're going to show you how to diagnose and treat your financial portfolio stress. You found Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement, and he'd be happy to help you too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. Welcome in, everybody. This is Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Kevin, of course, a fiduciary and investment advisor representative. You'll find him at Silverleaf Financial. He's been in this business for more than 30 years. Check out his website, silverleaffinancial.com. He's also an author, The Millionaire's Guide to Tax-Free Money for Long-Term Care. That's always worth a conversation. And we'll talk about a whole bunch of stuff today. Hey, Kevin, how's it going? Oh, it's going very well, Steve. Always good to be here. Well, yeah, and again, and again, I like where we're headed with this thing. Um, you know, you talk about, uh, you know, being being ready and and um, the stressors that <laughs> that it's, we have. Yes, because there's always something, oh, right? Oh, there is for sure. At least in the financial okay. markets, there always is. Well, sure. Well, and again, um, the uh, let's. So I'm gonna. I'm just gonna ask you a question because I'm seeing, uh, I'm seeing on the commercials are everywhere for Medicare. Oh, yes. And it seems all the commercials are pushing one or another Medicare Advantage plan. Yes. And I think I think that there's things that people don't know about that. And I'm not trying to say they're bad at all. But no. I do think knowledge is the key. Oh, yeah, I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. And and uh, you may know anybody that turned. Well, you guys might know when you turn 65, ideally two, three months before you turn 65, you want to sign up for Medicare. And what you're going to get is you're going to get Medicare Part A and Part B. So A is the hospitals, B is like doctors, things like that. Um, but the key is that it does not cover all the costs, right? It covers roughly 80%. There is some out-of-pocket money, some deductibles. It's not, the deductible is nothing compared to regular plans. However, it's still out there and it's still an expense. And so what a lot of folks will do uh, when they're looking at this, whether to sign up for what we call traditional Medicare, uh, which would be, you know, as I just mentioned, Parts A and B, and then you attach a supplement to it or some people call it a Medigap plan, um, that would be on the, the traditional side, let's call it. Uh, but about 20 years ago, uh, the government came up with something called the Medicare, Adva Medicare Advantage plan. And a uh, little less than half the population, uh, I believe, has a Medicare Advantage plan at this point. Uh, generally speaking, you know, it used to be the majority always had the supplement plans, but 
the Medicare Advantage plan actually sometimes, many times, will offer other perks like a gym membership or uh, it'll cover uh, here. It'll cover uh, other other things that you won't have covered, for instance, uh, vision and dental or hearing, which none of which are covered with traditional Medicare. The thing that a lot okay. of people don't realize, uh, and I was reading, and, and I'm going to cite a few lines and read a few lines. There was actually an article that I found a couple days ago out of the Carolinas from the Charlotte Observer, uh, and this, this was written by a retired doctor, and she says, you really should call it Medicare disadvantage. All right. Wow. That seems, uh, that seems harsh. It is harsh. Well, let me, you know, and I thought that too, right? And that's what caught my eye. I said, okay, I need to take yeah. a look at this. All right. And what I've mentioned a few times on previous shows and to some other people is that the biggest thing to me with, with the difference in the plans, okay, with a Medicare supplement plan, you can pretty much go to any participating doctor, any doctor that participates in Medicare that takes, that's taking Medicare patients, you can use your plan. You can use a supplement plan with that doctor any state around the country, as long as they take Medicare. The difference with Medicare Advantage is that they have a specific network of doctors and or facilities that you can go to, and they're typically right around where you live. So in other words, if you're somebody that likes to travel, you know, or let's say you're a snowbird and you spend half the year here and half the year someplace else, Medicare Advantage plan might not be the best idea for you uh, because if you do have to see a doctor, you might have to pay out of pocket if you don't go to somebody in your network, right? But right. but there's a, it goes a little bit further, though, and I think that if you guys look into it a little more and, and look at how the program works, that'll give you a better idea of where I'm going. And, and the thing we're, we're going to start with, in traditional Medicare, the government pays the doctors and the hospitals directly, okay? Uh, recipients, you know, they pay a premium, you meet the deductible, uh, and so on, but the government pays the doctors and hospitals directly. The difference right. with Medicare Advantage is that you know who they pay? They pay the insurance company. That's who they pay. They pay the insurance company um, uh, a monthly fee per patient to, quote, manage their care. All right. And that's where we get into a problem because Medicare did a study um, and they found uh, earlier this year, the federal government reported that 13 percent of the denials. OK, so you're denied care. You think you need care. Somebody re doctor recommends it. You say you need this procedure, you need the surgery or whatever it might be. Um, Medicare Advantage plans are notorious for refusing that care. And what the federal government found is that 13% of those that were denied in Medicare Advantage, they would not have been refused under traditional Medicare. All right. And Medicare Advantage plans are also increasingly ending nursing home and rehabilitation care before the actual providers think that the patient is ready to go home. Okay. So you say, why would they do that? It's to make more profits, right? And so instead of innovating care, Medicare Advantage seems to be withholding care, all right? And it's, and it's uh, also proven to be costly because there's a lot of fraud. There's a lot of uh, inflated bills that go into it. And uh, uh, in 2020 alone, there was over $12 billion, $12 billion with a B, in excess care. Yes. So because of this, the government's actually spending more money for Medicare Advantage enrollees than they are for traditional Medicare. And, and, and I know that the, low, the lower premiums can still be attractive, all right? But you want to be careful, guys, because something a lot of folks don't realize is when you first turn 65, you can sign up for any plan you want, right? And it doesn't matter what health, what, uh, what physical condition you're in. In other words, you could have a serious illness. You, you may be dealing with something uh, very bad in, in terms of a, a disease or, or something that you might have. The key that I'm getting at is there's no underwriting when you first sign up for Medicare. They have to take you. It doesn't matter what shape you're in, good or bad, they have to take you. 
But if you're in a Medicare plan for over one year, and then later on, you decide you want to switch and go into a different plan, like let's say you start off with Medicare Advantage, because a lot of people say, well, I'm in, I'm in good shape. I'll go with Medicare Advantage. They don't realize sure. that, that you, know, you know what happens though, Steve, later on, they get sick. Now, if you've been in that program for more than a year, now you have to go through underwriting and the insurance company or the new plan can say, nah, I don't think so. We, we were not gonna, we're not going to take you. Um, yeah, right. So, so it, it, it and that, that could be devastating, right? That could be devastating. Cause imagine this, imagine, imagine you're in a plan and you get diagnosed with cancer and you decide you want to go to these fantastic hospitals that are, you know, world renowned for treating cancer. You might not right. be able to like do the it. Cleveland Clinic. There you go. Or the Mayo Clinic or, you know, any number of other uh, Cancer Centers of America is another one that's really good too. But you might not be able to go there if you're in the wrong plan. And so then at that point, you're already sick, right? Now, if you want to switch, if you've been in it more than a year, now you want to switch, you might not be able to get accepted. And you, therefore, you might not be able to go to the facility that you wanted to go to, to get the best care that you could get. So it doesn't mean, you know, I'm, and I'm just, obviously, this is just my opinion, but I personally favor uh, the traditional Medicare route with Medicare supplements. Then if you, something like this does happen to you or you're, or, you know, you or your wife or your husband, you can go to wherever you want. You can seek out the best care that you can possibly get. Yeah, obviously, it has to be somebody that takes Medicare, but that's a far, far higher number than just a small network with Medicare Advantage where you're taking a chance that the insurance company is more focused on their bottom line than they are on your health. So I would be very, very cautious. Just be aware of it all. It's your decision, however you want to proceed. But I always say, say to folks, I believe the, be you know, the more information that you have, should mean you can make a better decision, right? And so uh, the other, and the other thing I'll say is, is, you know, when you know the rules, you should be able to play the game. And so if you're getting into a Medicare Advantage plan, make sure you understand the rules. You're in a network, and there's a greater chance that you'll be denied care uh, than if you're in a traditional plan. All right, that's great information, and we are in open enrollment, so people are making their decisions now. How important is it to maybe get that plan renewed or reviewed every year? You know, I, I, I think it's very important, especially if you've had any questions or disagreements, like, like let's say there was some sort of uh, treatment or something you wanted to engage in and they denied you, um, you know, so I think it's very important, but, it, but it's also really specific, you know, in terms of reimbursement rates and costs, depending on, let's say, what prescription drugs somebody has. Uh, so that's one of the things you do when you're looking for a new plan is, you know, this is my list of drugs and, you know, are they covered in, in, under this plan? And so I think it's important that I don't know that's necessary every single year to review it. Uh, if you're happy with your plan, maybe there's no need, but but I would definitely review it at least every two years to make sure that it still suits your needs and and, and uh, provides you what you need. All right, great. I mean, th those are things that not everybody is going out there and telling this story, Kevin, because I think, you know, you open your eyes. I mean, you see, we see the commercials all the time. Oh my! You think that this is the be-all, end-all? I mean, come on! Can Joe Namath it's... be wrong? <laughs> you, you know what? I've actually the federal government is actually supposed to be cracking down on a lot of these, uh, uh, let's say, uh, uh, claims that seem a little bit larger than they probably really are. You know, and yeah. um, and they're supposed to be cracking down on it because it's misleading. And 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 you know, people, people, a lot of people are glued to their television, and if they see it on TV, they think it's got to be true. And of course, you know, and, and, uh, we know that's not the case guys. That's not the case. So because you got to do the research, check it on your own. 
um, you know, go and give me a call. I'd be happy to talk to you about it, talk you through it and help you out, point you in the right direction, or at least give you a couple ideas, something, something, uh, you know, food for thought, so to speak. Uh, but I'd be happy to talk to you about it. Uh, so feel free to reach out at any time. Give us a call, 800-975-6717, 800-975-6717 is the number, or you can just visit the website, silverleaffinancial.com. You can reach out to Kevin right there, send him an email, and get that proper get that started. Um, so, Kevin, let's, uh, let's shift gears a little bit, and uh, <laughs> I got to get your take on the market. Um, what's going on, and what... I mean, what's going on? <laughs> is there anything that is there? Let me ask you this. Is there, depending on what's going on, I, I mean, you know, you look at these swings that it's going through and I'm looking at it today. This is Friday and, and you know, everything's up. Oh yeah. It's, it, it's, you know, we, we've had this, this uh, October, right. We've only got a couple of days to go. And if we don't have a big sell-off in the next couple of days, this looks like it might go down as the single best month uh, the single best October in history for the Dow Jones. Um, and, you know, and that's what you know, a lot of people look at. Right. So the markets have been really good, um, you know, for the last few weeks. And what I want to talk about, um, I, I think this is a good opportunity. I want to I want to raise a little red flag, if I could, guys, because oh, yeah. I'm seeing signs that, you know, we are going to be, you know, maybe we all know we're in a recession. Maybe you think we're already in a recession. Um, it's all semantics, truly. But uh, if we do go into a bad recession, meaning un- meaning we start to see a lot more people get laid off, we see unemployment start to go higher, which is still in the mid threes unemployment. It's like the lowest has been in 40, 45 years. Right. So if we start to see people, you know, people losing their jobs and, and that is going to be an indication that instead of having a soft landing, you know, which is what you would hear that the, the market likes the soft landing. Right. Um, that means yes. that a lot of people don't lose their jobs. If, however, it starts to turn worse and more and more companies start to lay off, um, that could signal a hard recession. And if we do go into a hard recession, I think we could see another 20, 25% drop in the market. All right. And so what I'm saying is everybody should right now take, that, take this opportunity. We've had a really nice bounce in the market in the last few weeks. It's a great opportunity to reduce your risk if you feel like you've got too much exposed. In other words, when the markets are down, if, if, if you're losing any sleep, or feeling any anxiety, chances are that you're taking more risk than you're really comfortable with. And a lot of times people don't actually realize it until you're there, right? Because it's easy to say, yeah, I'm good with risk when the market's going up every week or every month or every year. But you really know how comfortable you are with risk when your portfolio is down 20 or 30%, right? And so now I think is a a really good opportunity to take a look at the portfolio. If you felt like you had too much exposure before when prices were lower, now is the time to reduce it. Because one of the things I'm looking at is uh, uh, a study that just came out in the last day or two uh, talks about the personal savings rate. So this is looking at all the money all across America, how much people have in banks and the savings accounts, right? And okay. if you look at, let's, now let's go pre-pandemic, okay? So let's take out all the COVID stimulus money that came from both administrations. Let's forget about that. And let's go back to 2019 before all the craziness started. Uh, at least the COVID. Oh, those were the days, <laughs> right? At least, at least before the COVID craziness started. Uh, exactly. So, personal personal savings at that point uh, was one point four trillion with a T. Okay, the personal savings now is just over six hundred billion. So it's been cut. So, in other Whoa. words, less than half. Right? That's like a fifty five percent drop from the from. So the people that 
right? The money you got in the bank, you've got less than half of it than you did three years ago now. And credit card debt, okay, which is one thing that I watch is credit card debt is up 13% in the last year. It's the highest it's been in 20 years. Credit, Okay, so people are taking on more debt. They've got less money in the bank. So to me, um, that what, what's happening, what it looks like to me is the COVID stimulus money and that other those other checks that we got over the last few years, that's gone. Not only is that gone, but half the money they had in the bank before all this happened, that's gone too. And so because people have been spending money, they, they ever, there's, so many people felt you know, locked up and cooped up for the last few years. Apparently, they didn't care if they could really afford it or not. They just decided they wanted to go out and spending and to, to hell with whether they can afford it or not. Because to me, it looked, that's what I've been, I've been talking to my wife. I'm saying, how are people taking all these vacations? Why are all the, you know, why are all the parks full and the airports full and the planes full and the hotels full when everything that I see is that now is not a time to be spending money like that? And, and so I'm concerned that the recession is going to be worse than we anticipate. And so um, my job is to protect my clients whenever possible from losing money if we can avoid it. And so I think now is an opportunity. If you feel like you're taking too much risk, you didn't like how the markets were behaving, take this opportunity to reduce the risk, sell some of your stocks, and actually maybe take a look at bonds, short-term bonds. I'm talking one-year and two-year treasury bills. All right. I bought them myself. I bought them personally. I, I bought T-bills a few weeks back, um, and I'm getting something like three and a half percent on a three-month T-bill. Uh, so and it's nothing to write home about, but I do think it's important if, if the economy gets worse, which a lot of companies are saying, you know, they're coming in and they're making you know, forecasts saying they think growth is going to be slower, earnings uh, revisions are you know, coming down. Uh, I think it's important to take a look. If you're feeling good, uh, like I mentioned uh, several times, uh, I have mentioned that, you know, you should be nibbling on stocks. So now I said, I've said that a few times recently, but since we've had this, you know, short-term rally right now, I'm saying, Try to loosen up the risk. Get rid of, lower your risk a little bit if you felt like you had too much exposure to stocks before because some of these signs, like I said, credit card debt going higher, personal savings getting cut in half, that to me signals there could be a problem. Uh, another sign that I'm seeing, I read, I read just today, two-thirds of the population has less than six months uh, uh, of money in the bank, all right? So if people lot, so two-thirds of the population, if they lost their job, they can only cover their expenses for six months. And, and that, um, I, I think that's a scary number. I don't, you know, that, that is that's a scary uh, number, Kevin. You know, a lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck, right? So if these guys lose their jobs, think about going into next summer. Um, you know, it could be, it, it could be, it could be bad. Hopefully I'm, um, that's not going to be the case. It doesn't mean it has to go this way. I'm just saying I'm seeing some of these, like I mentioned, red flags. These are things to pay attention to because, if we keep going down this path, people keep blowing the money save, you know, that they had saved and adding on to their debt. At the same time, interest rates are going higher, right? I, I was just, you know, I've, uh, uh, I'm a big fan of Amazon, right? I just paid my Amazon bill. Sure. Uh, and, and one thing I always tell everybody is don't, you know, you, you got to pay off your credit card every month. Always pay it off every month. Otherwise, you're going to get hit with this ridiculous interest, right? Amazon is charging 28% interest. <laughs> 28%. Oh my gosh. So if you're carrying a balance on your Amazon card, I mean, you're paying almost 30% in interest, which which is, I don't know how that's even legal. It sounds like it should be illegal to me. Um, it does sound like it should be illegal. That's I mean, doesn't it seem like this seem like crazy? I mean, it's, come on, I'm getting 3% on a T-bill and you can charge me 28% on a, on a credit card? I, I just I just think it's outrageous. 
All right. So, but my point being, if we, we've seen this big increase in people carrying this credit card debt, they're paying they're paying at least twenty percent interest. Okay. I think the average is about eighteen or nineteen percent is the average yeah, right now. That's, that's fair. Yeah. Guys, that's a lot of interest charges. That does not bode well. We've got inflation. People are spending more at the stores. Their wages have not kept up with inflation. Um, so unless something's changed, uh, it does look like we're going to have a weak 2023. And depending on how bad the recession is, you know, the, the markets might not, uh, you know, they might, we might be stuck in this range. You know, we've been stuck in a range from uh, on the S&P of roughly 36, roughly 3,600 to 4,100 or so. Um, so that's where we've been bouncing. We're kind of in the middle of that right now. Uh, so if you are staying in the market, that's when you want to get into things with dividends. So you can get nice dividend income, even though the price is the price is not appreciating. You'll still get your dividend income. All right, that makes sense. And you know, you talk about if there start to be layoffs. I read a story, yeah, just today that said the uh, the you know that was the last hired first fired thing. Oh yeah, now yeah. they're saying if you're still working at home, you top the list. Oh, is that? Oh, yeah, sure. You know what? That makes sense. That makes sense because uh-huh. they because they can't supervise you and monitor you like they'd like to, even if they do have the exact the, even if they have the mouse tracking software installed on your computer. <laughs> yes, right. You, you, you know, and, 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 you know, I thought it was so funny to me. It's funny to me, I guess, because I haven't you know, <laughs> haven't had to deal with it because I'm you know self-employed. Um, but a lot of these big companies, you know, they're like, how do we monitor people when they work remotely? And so they put this technology like these, you know, some software that tracks the movements of your mouse and your keyboard so they can tell if you're actually doing anything. Right. And, and, right. and so what, so people on the other side, they came up with an invention that automatically moves your mouse around <laughs> and to, to counteract, <laughs> to counteract the surveillance. Right. And, yeah. and so to me, it's, it's like, everybody's playing these games to try to, you know, it's like, just work, man, just do your job. And yeah, well, yeah, just do your job. Just do your job, and we don't have to play all these games, you know. Yeah. But but it makes but it makes sense because uh, I've read some studies that show people that productivity is definitely down uh, for remote workers versus at least that's what the companies claim. So it makes sense that they're gonna they're gonna cut those folks. Um, but I do think there's a lot of people in you know in high demand, like a lot of people in, the, in like the data scientists, things like that. Um, you know, I I think. I don't know. I feel like that's going to be like a permanent switch. I don't know if uh, they're going to be able to get those folks back in the office. Um, but by all means, make sure, you know, take a look at your personal savings. Take a look at your emergency in, emergency funds. Uh, if you did just get a new job, if you're one of the relatively new hires, make sure you build up your your, your emergency cash. Save it. All right. Save the money. Don't. I'd, I'd like to discourage you from taking a trip. All right. I know. I know nobody likes to hear that. Um, but I do really think now is, now is not a time to be adding risk. I think now's the time to be kind of batting down the hatches a little bit and, uh, and make sure that you're covered and protected just in case we do go into a bad recession in the next, uh, in the next year. Wow. All right. Well, again, we're going to uh, keep our eyes out and, and we're going to keep looking, uh, looking to you to make sure you give us those updates that, uh, <laughs> that are so important for us to hear. Oh, you know, and I'm, and I'm happy to do it. And, 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 and no, guys, I'm not saying get everything out of the stock market. That's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying it's it's a good time, I think, with everything we've gone through this year, that that you ought to have a really good idea how you feel when you know when the market takes a big hit. And obviously, nobody likes it. Nobody likes losing money. Um, but a lot of people, I don't. I actually uh, figured out a long time ago that patience patience is one of the biggest virtues you could have that you could possess, and that I believe is required to be to be a successful investor. Patience. Just don't do anything is the best answer a lot of times, all right? I think a lot of times people get emotional. Like if you're feeling the urge to buy 
after you've seen the market rally, you know, several days in a row and now you want to buy. All right. That, that, that to me feels like you're subject to your emotions and it doesn't feel calculated. All right. I think you got to take the emotion out of it. All right. The time to buy is when we're breaking new lows. When we're breaking new lows, we go back down to 3,600. That's the time to, to, to buy. And that's when I was talking about nibbling. And I would do the same thing now. I'm not buying right now. I'm selectively buying. Let me say I am selectively buying uh, on individual stock bases. But if I'm looking, if I'm an index person, if I'm looking at the indexes, I don't really want to be buying if we've had, after we just had a 10% rally. I want to buy when we've had a 10% drop. And, and so uh, I think it's important to understand exactly how comfortable you are with the risk that you're taking. And uh, if you need to adjust, that's, that's what I'm saying is to adjust now. But I think we, I think we should all have money in stocks. Uh, I think bonds are looking more attractive than they have in a long time, short-term, short-duration bonds. Um, and and uh, at the same time, I think you should have safe money in things like index annuities that we've talked about before, where you have no risk of a loss. Well, again, that no risk of a loss, zero is your hero. That that to me is a great piece of the puzzle. You know, and that's certainly not all your money, but but some of it, right? That that makes some, sense. Yeah, you, you know what? There was there was some uh, uh, there's research out there that shows. Um, and, and one of the things that I've talked about is that I think it's important for folks to have guaranteed income when they're retired that covers all of your bills and, and all, all you, that includes your fun money or crazy money or whatever you, whatever you call the money that you, you know, blow just to have a good time. Um, that shouldn't, you should have automatic monthly income coming in that's guaranteed, in my opinion, so that you never have to worry about do you have enough to do what you want to do and do you have enough to cover all your bills. And once you get to that point that you have that income, then that, that frees you up to actually take on more risk with your other money if you want to, right? Because if, you've got, if all of your income is covered, you've got all the income you need, your other money, if you want, and if it makes sense for your situation, maybe that's money you can put in the stock market. And then if the market does drop 30%, like NASDAQ dropped by a third, um, if it does happen, you'll be able to just sit back and say, you know what, I'm not gonna, I don't need to change anything. I can ride it out. I don't need the money to live off of. And you can write it out because I think I think impatience and and emotions are two of the biggest uh, problems, two of the biggest causes of lousy investing performance. Because people get they get emotion, you get don't want to get emotional at the wrong time, right? You don't want to be buying at the high and selling at the low. It, it you have to go opposite, but it's really difficult, right? It's hard when the market's down thirty, you know, right? It's down 35 percent. Saying, oh, I got you know, it's kind of like plug your nose and jump in the pool, you know? It's it. You, you you know, I'm sure you've read it. I'm sure you've heard it before, but most people have a really hard time doing it. And and so I think I think that now is a good time to step back and look at those things uh, and, and make sure you're you're approaching it properly. Going back to annuities, guys, one of the great things about interest rates going higher is that now with these index annuities, the growth potential is far higher, too. I mean, you can you can make up to 10 percent a year on the S&P 500 now. Um, with no risk of a loss, none. All right. Now there is a trade-off in that the, the, you have to keep the money in. Generally, these are at least five-year contracts. I like the five and the seven-year versions personally. Uh, some of them are longer, um, but you're not getting a lot more benefit by going from beyond seven years because the terms are essentially the same. So there are limitations to these products. Um, you know, you're not, you don't have unlimited gain potential. There's a limit to how much you can make. But if you think you'd be happy with let's say seven or eight percent returns, and are in a risk-free product, meaning meaning free of market risk, then give me a call because I'll be happy to talk to you about it, show it to you. I think these are an excellent addition to a portfolio, 
So I like to see people have stocks. Now I'm liking short-term bonds, as I mentioned, and annuities. It could be per, for safety or it could be for income, but I think they play a, a great role in your portfolio. Sure. And again, you certainly have the knowledge to teach us about them. And we don't have to go into detail here. But again, there are different kinds of annuities, as you said, and you've got your, you know, the the uh, indexed annuities to me, obviously, one of the one of the better ways to go. Uh, you know what I, I tell you, I, I really like them, Steve, because, you know, the annuities that usually get the bad rap and that a lot of writers like to say, oh, hey, avoid these like the plague because they have really high fees. Those are, what, those are what are called variable annuities, and they can have high fees. They can have fees over 4%. So sometimes they'll make sense, but I personally don't recommend those because I feel I can get the same performance uh, from other products that have much lower expenses. And with index annuities, I, I, can show you, I can show you plenty of them that I like, that I use, that have no fees at all. There's no, there's no management fee. Um, you know, Somebody puts in $100,000, and then $100,000 goes to work right now. There's no sales load that's deducted from it. it, it it's it, it, it's basically, it's built in is the answer, okay? It's built into of it. But I can show you products with no fees at all and no risk of a loss due to the market uh, that if you had it for the last 10 years, you'd have made over 8% annual returns. And in my book, that's a fantastic return because that's not that far from the historical stock market returns. And in the stock market, of course, you've got risk of loss every single day. Every day. And folks that watch the market every day know, oh, ouch. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's it. And that's one thing I would I would suggest. Is don't watch the stock market every, every day. <laughs> I know. I've, I've basically done that for the last 32 years, and I'm looking forward to, uh, to, to when I don't feel like I have to do that. Um, you, you know, it, it, uh, obviously, it can stay, you stay on top of things when you watch it, but it can kind of drive you a little batty as well. So, so <laughs> that's for sure. So I don't necessarily recommend that. I'd rather, I'd rather see you go fishing or go play a game of golf or something. Yeah. Well, we were going to talk about uh, the, some Morningstar reports and uh, the person. Be, we, we put together some notes from Christine Benz, and you may know who she is. She is the uh, Morningstar Director of Personal Finance. And I, I, we, we're almost out of time here. But at the same time, let's talk about, I like this. She's got some things that she wants that she's learned over time. First one. Remember this, she says, capital preservation is key to building wealth. Yes. You know what? There's an old Will Rogers quote that says, I'm more concerned about the return of my money than the return on my money. And right. there's and the same thing, Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett, right? He's like, don't lose money. Rule number one, don't lose money. Rule number two, remember rule number one. <laughs> okay. And yeah. and 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 I think I think that's actually underappreciated. I think it's very much underappreciated because, right, if, if, if you had money in the stock market, let's say the S&P 500 index or Na you had split with NASDAQ, and th then you're probably down about 24, 25%. But if you had it in that, it, and I don't know, you had it under a mattress, right, maybe you would have lost a little buying power due to inflation, but you wouldn't have lost 25%. So I think preservation is, is key. And that's why, that's why I say the annuities. To me, annuities act as capital preservation tools because you have contractual guarantees that protect you if the markets go down. So I, I don't like to risk, I don't like to see people risk every single dollar in their portfolio. I, I think that's foolish. I think it's reckless. And, you know, so maybe take 20% of the money or 30% or whatever makes sense for your situation, but put it in something safe that's guaranteed that you don't have a risk of loss and you preserve your capital, just like Christine is suggesting. 
Yeah, and and one other note before we go is uh, she talks about when saving for retirement, timing is everything. And boy, right now, I think is a great lesson in the uh, uh, rate of return risk. Yes. So much going on. People, I mean, people can get, well, people will, will really not do farewell through this. Some people. That's that's right. That's right. And and you know, some people they'll um you know, well, for instance, if you retired a year ago and you left all of your money in the stock market, then you're probably sitting on a pretty significant loss. And so the there's a there's something we've talked about, a concept called sequence of returns or return, you know, sequence risk. And yeah, that has to do returns, yes. Yeah, and that has to do with the immediate, you know, six months, one year, two years, three years, you know, four or five years, the immediate period of time after you retire. That's what we're referring to. If those first couple of months, first couple of years, the markets are going down, 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 and you've got your money in the market, that could completely derail your retirement plans. Versus if you retired, let's say, I don't know, in in, the beginning of 1996 or something, right? And you left your money in the market, then you you saw fantastic rallies for the next several years, you know? And and so that portfolio is going to last far, far longer than one that started off losing 20, 30, 40%. So, so that's why it's so critical um, that as you're going into retirement, you know exactly where your money is, how much risk you're taking, um, and we make sure that you've got the income that you need, not just when you retire, but that you've got the income you need five years, 10 years, 15 years after you retire. Because if we do see inflation continue, obviously you're going to need a bigger check, right? To cover your expenses. Of course you are. Right? So we yeah. want to make sure we have other income sources we can turn on as you go through retirement so that we can increase your income as time goes by so that you know you've got the spending power that you need. All right. Uh, boy, that's that's a great way to leave us, Kevin. I mean, we you really covered a lot of ground. You talked about the – I was amazed when you said that the Dow potentially has the best October ever. Yeah, it, it, it does. And that's it. Now, now, granted, there's a few days to go here, right? But but if we don't oh, yeah. if we don't see a, you know some sort of big drop in the next couple of days – I think this uh, October is going to go out as the best one in Dow's history. So um, that remember, that's not the time to buy, in my opinion. That might be a time to lighten up a little bit. Well, and then the Medicare information on on the various options and sort of making sure you know what you're doing, that becomes, I mean, that was such an important piece. Oh, uh, you, you know, and I, and I appreciate that, Steve. You know, when I saw that article, I said, this is a retired doctor, right? She's dealt with yeah. Medicare, Medicare for a long time. So I think sure. if anyone knows the ins and outs, it, it's her. And so, and anyone listening, I hope you can tell my, my main goal is to keep everybody safe. That's what, whether it's Medicare or your investment portfolio, I just want everybody to stay as safe as possible and, uh, and be able to enjoy life and not have to think about, you know, and not have to deal with problems that you, you know, didn't anticipate. All right. Look at that. How's that? That's good. So All right. um, you're uh, 99, oh no, yeah, you're 99% uploaded. So I'm going to go ahead and cut the call. And uh, so if you can just leave that screen up until you see it's 100% uploaded. Yeah, I won't okay. touch it. Okay. And then once yep. it is, then then I can have it. And, uh, you know, this is great. I love the way this worked. All right, cool. No, I'm, I'm very happy. To, I, I was, when I, when I, uh, originally, when you sent me that link, I'm like, I should, I should probably sign on a little bit sooner in case I got, you know, in case we have some trouble. And, uh, but it was seamless, man. I, it was seamless. I, it, yeah. it worked great for me. It worked great for me. 
Yeah, this is some, well, we're starting to use this a little bit more and we're starting to uh, add video. So some folks are deciding like that when they do an hour long show, they're going to do one segment on video or with video oh, and then they're going to use no it kidding. for social media and stuff. Yeah. Oh, they're going to, so and they're going to upload it. They're going to upload it to social media. Yeah. That's what, huh. I mean, again, we, we can, we'll in some, well, in a couple cases, we're actually downloading it and editing it and throwing in titles and, and just sending it to them that way. But there are some like they're just taking it and, you know, doing editing on their, uh, you know, on their computer. Cause you oh, can. Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Sure. You can do a lot of that stuff now. It's not my yeah. thing, but I know, but I know, I know some people can do it. <laughs> so, I know they can. Yeah. I'm not yeah I, I have heard. That. Yeah. It's not me, not me personally, but, uh, but no, that's, uh, I, I think it's great, man. And I think it, it, it's cool. You didn't have to, you know, go into the studio or something that you could do from your house. Well, that's right. Exactly. I yeah. So more of this. <laughs> hey, I'm a big fan. Of, I'm a big fan of remote work. Believe me. Yes, indeed. Yeah, all right. So, um, let's, uh, all right. Well, cool. So we're good for next week. Back to regular time. There is one more week before daylight savings time. Okay, good. You is know what? Right? I'm glad you told, I'm right? glad you, t- I think, I think it's not till November, right? So that wouldn't be this week. Yeah, not till November. Yeah. So again, we hit November the first, yeah, I th- yeah. Okay. okay. I, be- I believe it's the second Sunday in November. Okay. So I think, yeah. So next week will be same time. And then after, no- yes. after savings time, um, we can, I don't know, whatever works for you better. I can, I can, uh, keep it. The, we can you know, just we- keep it the same time. It's fine. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, man. Well, listen, Hey, I appreciate you uh, helping out with me changing the schedule here this week too. Not a problem. Happy to help. Glad I could. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. All right, Talk Steve, man. Next week. Thank you much. We'll see you. Have a good one. All right. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, host, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decisions. Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today.